You know, I think right now there are so many people in the country that are hurting and wondering if what they're doing is what they should be doing, wondering right now as they're working at home, why can't I always be working at home? Everyone is reassessing their life. So many people are just like so done with this and it's given us all the opportunity to really look at where we're at, what we're doing. And how can we move into something that will serve us and serve the planet better? Life has no remote. You'll have to get up and change it yourself. Love those words from my guest today, Jeff Hammer. And you just heard a little bit from him, and there's much more of him to come in this episode of Bucketless Careers. I'm Crystal Laurie. Jeff has achieved the financial abundance and freedom he was always seeking with an overall mindset and guiding principles, which he lays out for you as we discuss his career evolution. From humble beginnings in Duluth, Minnesota, he dropped high school for the military, went into real estate to go on to pioneer a successful niche brokerage business, and he's now a multimillionaire. Jeff is a self-proclaimed mindset architect with a coaching and webinar business and just penned a new book, The Blueprint for a Life Reboot. He spent the majority of his life, like many, doing the best he could, working hard. But at around 30 years old, he says, he started to crack the code. His podcast has over a million downloads in less than two years, called Dominating Edge, also the name of his coaching brand helping individuals and companies to uncover limiting beliefs and blocks you're maybe not even aware of that are holding you back from living the life of your dreams. So how do we unblock? There are actual steps in this episode, and it's easier than you think. Jeff, it's so nice to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be your guest today. I'm really enjoying the first few episodes that I've heard so far of your show, dominating edge. And you're the first mindset architect I've had on my show. So I'd love to not only delve into how you've made your pivots and achieved your successes in real estate, your internet business, podcasting, your new book, but I also want to devote a decent amount of time to your teachings because so many of us need a reboot to use a word from the title of your book, especially after 2020 and the tough year it was. So let's go back to your origins. You grew up in Northern Minnesota you made a comment about how it was growing up in your house. There was always more month than money. So it wasn't an easy childhood. It's it's not uncommon to be driven for success when your parents struggled financially. But you say your why, your drive for success went beyond just making money. It did. You know, I grew up in Duluth, Minnesota. I was one of six kids and we were in a, I would call it a struggling middle class family. So there was always more month than money. My father was a hard worker. My mother was a stay at home mom. But there just wasn't enough money to cover everything that we needed. And living in northern Minnesota is brutal enough with the winter weathers. I'm kind of skipping around here, but by the time I was in high school, I had really had enough of the the gray, cold winters. Just didn't see a future for myself there. I actually ended up dropping out of high school when I was 17 years old. I only had about six months left, but I had had it and uh, actually went to the recruiter's office and joined the Navy. At that time, there were commercials on TV during the Minnesota Vikings football games. The Navy was running commercials. Join the Navy. See the world. And I was like, wow, sounds great to me. (laughs) 
That's what drew you to drop out of high school. And now you're a multimillionaire. You actually pointed out Steve Jobs in your book as someone who also dropped out. Right. Of course, we know the enormous success of Steve Jobs. You yourself have achieved a certain level. You know, How do you do something like that without a formal education? A lot of people would be surprised. You know, I think a lot of people would be surprised. So I have some college education, and I've continued my education through really self-education, reading, Uh. working with mentors, which we all have the opportunity to do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are the areas where I, I probably read a book or two a week. So I stay on top of it. I kind of always have But one of the things that has made a difference for me, really, is I've always been willing to work harder than anyone else. And let me give you a quick example. Sure. When I left the Navy, I took a job as executive security in a high-rise office building in downtown Denver. So I stood really behind a desk in a nice suit and said hello to people as they entered the office building. And there was a two-story retail building next to the office building, and there was a slanted piece of glass between them. Well, this particular day, it was raining really hard in Denver. In Denver, they get these springtime storms, and there's hail and rain, and all hell will break loose, and then 20 (laughs) minutes later, it will be beautiful. But during this period, that slanted roof, the water started to build up in there, and that water then started to drip into the lobby. Pretty soon, the lobby had an inch of water in it, and the cleaning crew was up there. I actually grabbed a mop. I was out there mopping the floor. Little did I know, at that exact time, the owner from Canada was doing a surprise visit of the building, walked through the lobby. I didn't even know who he was. Went upstairs to the management office talking about what's happening in the lobby. He said, who's the guy in the suit mopping the floor? (laughs) And I went on from there to be dock master and head of security and operations manager and ended my career in the commercial real estate business as the director of asset management in charge of all of their properties and all of the property managers. So I like to tell people, I mean, there are plenty of people without degrees that have success. And it's a little tougher in that corporate world where they want you to have that sheepskin. But most of that is really just between your ears. I mean, it's not a necessary thing in my mind, you know, and there's You know, you have Steve Jobs, you have Richard Branson, the founder of Virgin Airlines. I mean, you'd be really surprised uh, if you did a Google search for people that have dropped out of college. There are hundreds of millionaires and billionaires that don't have a formal education. And when you said something about it's between your ears, you know, it's the mindset more so than you just having a mop in a suit that day is not what it's about. It's not just kismet of you being in the right place at the right time. It's the mindset. And that's what you've now moved into, into this area of mindfulness. But before we get there, I also want to talk about your history in real estate as well as gayrealestate.com, which is a big part of your success and your story. Tell me why there was a need for that when you established it and and what it does. Let me give you an intro into that. So when I I ended up leaving the commercial business, I was with BCED, the Bell Canada phone company. And then I went to work for the Linpro company, an East Coast developer. 
So I was with each one of those for about six years. At the end of my career with the Linpro company, where I was the asset director of asset management, Remax actually was one of my tenants. So I knew that we were losing money. They were going to close the Denver office. I didn't necessarily want to leave Denver. So I thought, hmm, you know, those real estate agents are all driving nice cars. They must be making decent money. (laughs) Right. So I went downstairs to the office that had been paying me their rent for the past six years. And I said, hey, Paul, I'm thinking about becoming a realtor. And he said, well, you know, Remax only hires experienced agents. I said, Paul, you've been, you know me, you've been paying me your rent for six years, you know my dedication and work ethic. He's like, listen, if you go get your license, come back and talk to me, I'll put you to work. So I got on with Remax. Once again, there's another pr- a great principle. We always need to ask. If the opportunity seems to be blocked somehow, keep asking, keep asking, keep asking. You know, you take a four or five-year-old into Target, you're not going to get out of the store without them getting something. Why? (laughs) Because they keep asking. And we tend to kind of ask once, and then we don't really ask anymore. So we don't get what we want. Anyway, I went to work at Remax, and within a short period, one particular day, this couple walked into a Remax office, and they were looking to buy a home. And it really wasn't that unusual. It happened all the time. One of the people on floor duty went out to meet the couple, met with them, talked about what they needed. The couple left. I didn't think anything out of the ordinary. Until the couple had left, this agent came into the back office. And although they were a couple, they weren't like every other couple. They were a gay male couple. And there was all kinds of terrible jokes and comments and ribbing and inappropriate remarks happening in the back room. This was, you know, 1993 in Littleton, Colorado, fairly conservative community. Yeah. And I was so disappointed and so disgusted. And by the way, I wasn't out myself, so I was part of the problem, I felt like. So it was a big time for me in my life. I actually came out. I actually asked myself, what could be done to help people that are in that situation? I don't think a gay couple necessarily needs to work with a gay realtor, but they certainly should be working with someone that respects who they are and recognizes their right to be fully represented just like anyone else on the planet, right? Such a valuable concept, yes. So what started out with just, you know, one or two referral requests has grown to the point now where... Let's say last year we closed just about a deal a day nationwide. That's fantastic. And I'm not saying this to brag or to complain, but in January, for some reason, my bank had a limit on the amount of money we could put in our bank in a month. (laughs) Those are good problems to have. (laughs) Right. One of my employees called and said, I can't deposit these checks because we're over our limit. So that was a good thing to have happen. So, you know, we now have 35 or 4,500 agents in the system, and we really feel like we do a great job representing the LGBTQ community with agents all across the country that are gay, lesbian, or gay-friendly. And by the way, I also believe in giving back. So we have a giving program. We actually support over 21 national LGBTQ nonprofits monthly with a gift. 
Well, that again goes back to, I think, what you now represent. And probably you always have had this self-help motivational aspect to your personality. I, I do remember you telling me that your father had a small shop in Minnesota that was one of the first, like a pioneer in selling motivational tapes and books. And right. that seed was planted for you early. And now here you are, you're a coach, you're a mentor, you're podcasting, and I've listened to them and they're so motivational. So let's talk a little bit about Dominating Edge, how you came to this point and what you were trying to share with people. I started the Dominating Edge when I moved to California a few years back, and I was looking for a volunteer activity. Although I still handle all of the marketing and PR for Mm GayRealEstate.com, I also believe that we need a well-balanced life. So, you know, Jeff shouldn't be working 24 hours a day on GayRealEstate.com. So, I actually work in blocks of time. So I work some on GabrielEstate.com, some on the podcast, some on writing and other things. But I was looking for a volunteer activity and couldn't find one. So I thought, hmm, one of my loves has always been this new thought. One of my original teachers was a guy named Ernest Holmes, who was around in the 50s. He's no longer around And he started, which is now a church, but it didn't start out as a church, called the Centers for Spiritual Living. And I ended up becoming a practitioner there, got very involved in his teaching, which is essentially change your thinking, change your life, became very involved in understanding how the law of attraction works. And I wanted to teach other people about that. So the Dominating Edge name really just came around because I was trying to think of a great name and trying to find something where the URL was available. And I do believe that if you understand the principles and use them in your life, that you can have a Dominating Edge in life. Now, if you don't mind, I'll tell you what the law of attraction is. Please do, because I'll be honest, I didn't know about it before I met Mark, my producer, who introduced me to your teachings and principles. Right. I've read your book, which we'll talk about soon, but I wasn't familiar with the law of attraction and it makes so much sense. So please, yes, tell our listeners who aren't familiar with the concept all about it. Yeah, and some people were probably introduced to it with the movie The Secret, if you remember that, that came out some years ago. I did hear of it, yes. The law of attraction is a universal law, just like the law of electricity or the law of gravity. Now, we know with the law of gravity that if we step off the ledge of a tall building, we'll fall immediately to the ground. We have no doubt about that. We know the law of gravity works. With the law of electricity, we know that if we stick our fingers into a light socket, we'll get the shock of a lifetime. So we know that these principles work whether we believe in them or not. They've always been around. There was a time when we didn't understand what electricity was. The principle was still there. We discovered it and then learned how to use that in our life. Right. The law of attraction works like this. Your thoughts and emotions attract similar thoughts and emotions eventually manifesting in your life. What we think about we bring about. It's really as simple as that. So what my goal is, is to have people 
really take control of their thoughts. What happens is, you know, we get up in the morning and we hit the alarm clock and we brush our teeth and we have our coffee and we check our email and drive to work and work and drive home and watch a little TV and go to bed. And all of this is kind of just like a sleepwalk through the day. So what's happening is our internal programs are controlling us throughout the day. We're almost just like robots. So I tell people, you have a smartphone. The smartphone is incredibly brilliant, connected. You can get any amount of information on it, but the smartphone needs periodic system updates. And as humans, so do we. Many of the underlying programs that we have were programmed into us when we were just kids. Totally. Like not just what we've inherited from our parents, but what we hear, maybe even on TV. And those are a lot of those thoughts are very out of date. Right. Money doesn't grow on trees. You know, I mean, if you come from a religious background, you know, it's easier for a rich man to pass through the eye of a needle than to get into heaven. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, kind of promoting that it's good to be humble and poor. (laughs) So are you saying that we can unlearn that through the law of attraction and through just a morning routine change? Exactly. I mean, the easiest way to reprogram our subconscious beliefs, those beliefs that we don't have to think about, like driving a car or tying a shoe or getting angry at someone automatically because of something they do, these are all underlying beliefs. So what we're trying to do is make sure that we're moving out through the day intentionally that we're in control of our thoughts instead of our thoughts controlling us. So at the dominating edge, we have a dominating edge morning routine. And what we do is ask people to take 1% of their day, that's just 14 minutes in the morning, to make the other 99% better. I did read about, you have four components to it, and it includes gratitude, which actually really spoke to me because when I started this podcast, I put a little post-it note on my mirror in my bathroom that said, I'm grateful. And this was just in the middle of the pandemic. And I just needed these little affirmations here and there. But that's the number one component of your morning routine is to wake up and not grab your cell phone and scroll through social media, which I am guilty of. Right. We all are. Tell me how you do it. I understand the grateful concept, but in your 14 minutes, how do you feel grateful? So let me just say about gratitude, right? The one thing about gratitude with the law of attraction, you'll notice that I said our thoughts and emotions attract similar, even stronger thoughts and emotions eventually manifesting in our life. So if I'm putting out gratitude, the law of attraction is going to bring more reasons into my life to be grateful. Okay. So that's how this stuff works. So in the morning, before my feet even hit the ground, the minute I'm conscious in bed, I'm giving thanks for my husband lying in the bed next to me. I'm giving thanks for my perfect wholeness, health, and happiness. I'm giving thanks for my little dog laying on the ground, for the roof over my head, for the warmth of my home, for the beautiful city that I live in. For We don't want this to become a rote list of things that we're grateful for. We really want to tap into the emotion of, I'm really just so grateful. Emotion is energy, and energy is magnetic. So when we use the law of attraction, the missing piece often is the emotion behind that. 
So I think you've heard Tony Robbins say, you can stand in front of your garden and say, there are no weeds, there are no weeds, there are no weeds. But unless you get down and pull the weeds, there's still going to be weeds there. Right. It's kind of the same thing with emotion. Our emotion is the magnet. I think it was uh, Nikola Tesla said that if you want to discover the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Well, emotion is energy, and energy is magnetic. So if you're having problems with your affirmations, add emotion. Well, I've heard you say on your show also that if you're unhappy in your job, you have a choice if you're willing to do the work. Right. Is that focus on what's wrong, the complaining, among the biggest mistakes we can make in terms of our mindset if we want to switch careers? And and like you said, it doesn't have to necessarily be a full change or 180. It could just be a modification or working towards a more specific goal within your career path. So is the complaining holding us back? Yes. <laughs> Yes, it's blocking the flow. I mean, we block our flow for new opportunities by complaining about where we're at, by not showing up fully where we're at, by complaining about our income, by participating in gossip about how horrible it is to work at this place, that sort of thing. We're creating all of these blocks. I, I have a new program that I'm putting together, Manifesting Financial Abundance. Mm. And really, the key to that is working through all of these areas in your life where we've created blocks. Do you want to talk about the book at this point and what the origins were? I mean, I like I said, I have read it. It's 50 pages, which is it's very doable. Right. You know, the Blueprint for a Life reboot came out of COVID-19. I mean, I'm sure it's been in your mind for a while, but that was an impetus. Is that right? That's correct. And what did you think you were really trying to achieve with this book? Because you've been speaking these truths for a while, but something about this timing spoke to you. You know, I think right now there are so many people in the country that are hurting and so many people in the country that are wondering what it's all about. Kind of just wondering if what they're doing is what they should be doing. Wondering right now as they're working at home, why can't I always be working at home? Do I really ever want to get back into that traffic again? Everyone is reassessing their life. But I think so many people are just like so done with this. And it's given us all the opportunity to really look at where we're at, what we're doing, and how can we move into something that will serve us and serve the planet better? How can we move into happiness and joy in life instead of going to this J-O-B that may no longer serve us? And all of that work doesn't start with finding the next great opportunity on the internet. You know, there's a million programs out there that people are trying to sell you to make money doing this or that or whatever it is. Everything starts on the interior. Everything starts with our attitude. Everything starts with deeply taking a look at what it is would serve us and serve the planet. And I think, you know, we all have things that we love. It's not just about passion because I can be passionate about 
my dog and animals on the planet. I can be passionate about the law of attraction. I can be passionate about making sure LGBTQ folks are being served when buying, selling a home. But what is it I'm obsessed about? What is it that I could do for no money that I am so passionate about it? And for me, that's actually this teaching of the law of attraction at the moment. But (laughs) what is that for you? What is that for the listener? I was actually just thinking that you're describing my podcast because I'm not making any money. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) At this stage. And I'm, you know, I'm joking. Obviously, it's a journey when you're starting out. You're absolutely right. So, you know, What is it you want to do? Why is it important to you? What's standing in the way of you taking some action? And what are the benefits of you doing that? So if you can get through those four steps, then you can determine whether this is going to work for you or not. But it all starts on the interior. It all starts with you showing up fully where you're at right now leaving all blaming, all complaining behind you. Those are all blocks and bricks to our goodness. They're blocking financial flow. They're blocking relationship flow. They're blocking your perfect health. All of this blaming and complaining. My friend Jack Canfield, who lives down the road from me here in Santa Barbara, he has an equation that he uses E plus R equals O. And the E stands for events. And we all have events in our life every day, whether we're driving or going to lunch or meeting a friend for dinner. We have events every day. The R stands for response and the O stands for outcome. Now, events in our life happen. Good happens, bad happens, coronavirus happens. The only thing that we have control over is our response. So if you don't like the outcome that you're getting in life, you need to change your response. That's the only thing we have control over. That's pretty powerful. I love that equation. And it's been wonderful to hear all of this from you, by the way. I'm sure that my listeners have gained a lot. They can obviously listen to your podcast, which is The Dominating Edge, every week. Tell me more in terms of the links that we want to share. Where can we find your book? So you can go to dominatingedge.com and pick up a free copy of my book. It's an ebook. As you mentioned, it's just about 40 or 50 pages. You can read it in an hour and a half. Yeah, I devoured it. (laughs) Great. I'm glad. So it's available there free. Also, when you're at the dominatingedge.com website, there's a link to my podcast there. And my podcast format is very different than yours or a traditional podcast. You'll notice my podcast is just like five to eight minutes long. It's every Monday and Thursday, and it's really just like one little tip or one little suggestion that you may be able to use in life. I'm a simple guy. I like to keep things really simple. There's lots of complicated theories and ideas out there. I like to keep it simple so that people can use it easily and incorporate it into their life easily. Hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm Krista Laurie. New content for you every Wednesday. Shoot me a DM with any ideas or comments. You know where to find me at Bucket List Careers on Instagram or Facebook. Thank you for listening.
an ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.